0: Don't you want it? Don't you want it?
1: of horror and today we have a guest dave Dave. yay
2: welcome dave thanks for having me of course of course uh welcome to the deadlights podcast just quickly um always like to start off especially with new guests um just curious what your experience with horror has been up until this point before we watched death dream today um what do you think about horror and horror movies in general I've always loved them.
0: They always felt like something uh, taboo. Uh, I, I, I think I snuck into um, films way before I was, way before they were appropriate for me. Um, I also had like really naughty babysitters that would like come over and babysit me and bring over VHSs <laughs> that I wasn't supposed to see. Um, yeah. So it always felt like something like sneaky and like. I wasn't hearing anyone in my life, like parents or anything, talking about them. So they felt like secret. And Mm -hmm. I just love stuff like that that felt like rebellious and um, always had like a perspective that was like wildly different than any kinds of films I was exposed to as a kid that were like family friendly or on TV or uh, prestige type films, you know, Mm -hmm. it felt like these people just grabbed a camera and just made this stupid thing with their friends and you can like feel the love so of course like as soon as i started getting into filmmaking i just naturally gravitated towards horror because it can be it can be anything it can be thought provoking it can be dumb it can be funny um and there's not this need for it to be like seamless Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah
2: and you're a horror lover and also filmmaker too. So that, do you feel like that really informed how you approach making films as well? For sure. I loved that. Uh, a lot of the
0: stories that I heard from, you know, the sets of films like, uh, you know, Sam Raimi films or uh, Robert Rodriguez, like that feeling of like just a scrappy group of friends coming together and making a film in their backyard or their garage, like that, that felt like my like romantic notion of what it meant to be an artist so Mm -hmm. when i got into filmmaking i was already kind of doing that with friends we were already doing horror sort of comedic stuff so it just felt very Mm -hmm. natural to like let's just take this to the next
2: level and do it you know on a a slightly more professional tier nice yeah that's great that's great well this film that we just watched definitely felt like what you were describing of (laughs) let's get what we the people we can together and make this movie. We
1: have an idea. We have
2: an idea. Um and that's enough. Let's just start shooting. Absolutely. I think we have a camera man that knows how to make a (laughs) use a camera. Not really sure though. He knows which end of the camera to point towards people. (laughs) At least he's got that. That seems not, like the extent of his knowledge. Not all the other buttons. In, yeah, I don't know what this thing does. Uh, yeah, Huh. <laughs> I'll figure that out in the next one. Uh, well, we just watched uh, Death Dream Yacht. from 1974, directed by Bob Clark and written by Alan Ormsby. A young soldier killed in Vietnam inexplicably shows up to his family home one night. hmm Uh-oh. And... When I reached out to you to be on this podcast, you actually mentioned that Bob Clark was had directed one of your favorite horror films. Yeah, Black
0: Christmas, which came out the same year as this
2: one. Seventy right. four. So it was a big year for him, I big guess. Big year. Big year. Wahoo! One may be more successful than the yeah. other. Um but this is very much also clearly at close to the beginning of his career. You can kind of see Not so seamless, maybe less than seamless this movie was uh, between the actual uh, filmmaking with the cameras and questionable actor choices as well. And questionable script. Everything was very questionable. Very Very shaky dialogue. uh,
0: Not nearly enough lights, even for a dark, dark (laughs) sparky movie. It's like, what are we
2: supposed to see in this shot? Everything was so damn dark. I wrote that a couple times. Yeah.
1: Um, I think we were talking about um, before we started watching the movie about Batman. I feel this movie is darker than Batman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lighting wise, Absolutely. it has more of
2: an excuse though. I would say.
1: <laughs> True. Yes.
2: Yeah, being a independent early film, I would forgive this a little more than I would Batman for sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, ultimately, this movie though is centered around war and mm-hmm. kind of the fallout of war that isn't on the battlefield you know when soldiers come home or when they don't come home what are the effects that it has on the soldiers and also their families Mm -hmm. Um, which I actually very much enjoyed that kind of exploration it's a very timely exploration of it coming out in 74 fresh out of Vietnam I think Bob Clark was definitely taking probably from some personal experiences.
1: Oh, yeah. That he or
2: people that he knew went through.
1: Was it heroin? Is that what, like, soldiers started, like...
2: A lot of heroin.
1: Lots of heroin? Yeah, a lot of
2: heroin, because they got addicted when they were in Vietnam, and... um, Yeah, you kind of see the different responses. they're using
1: it as, uh, like, a medicine as well. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of cure
2: yeah and also numb these soldiers up, so they'll run into a battle with explosions and gunfire and um and these killing machines, you know, like yeah. that we as uh like our government makes these killing machines, what happens when they return home? yeah, well,
0: and just like there were there was a lot of imagery in the movie around like syringes, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like. We're we're talking, when we're watching it now, we're talking about, like, oh, look, Andy has this PTSD that, like, no one around him is recognizing because they're from the previous generation, the World War II generation, which is, like, silent generation. We don't talk about anything. And mm-hmm. I got over it. What the hell's wrong with Andy? Like, he should just buck up, you know? Yeah. Like, was his mom coddled coddled him too much. That was, like, the excuse they two used. Days. Yeah.
1: He had just arrived from Nom and then the dad is like, you should get back to work. Yeah. Stop rocking the rocking yeah. chair, you Everyone yeah.
2: everyone was, except for the mother. Yeah, Everyone was like, why isn't he the same as he was before he left? And then the mother's reaction was honestly kind of like the extreme opposite of that, of like being too understanding yeah. of he's gone through a lot. We have to give him time. But she wasn't opening her eyes up to the fact of, wait, they there is actually something wrong. Yeah. Like he's broken irreparably.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And just the more I think about that, that, that connection between Vietnam, heroin usage and coming back with scars of war, uh, on your, on your psyche, like this idea that Andy's like, he, he needs blood to live and Mm -hmm. to continue to, to, um, I guess, stop himself from aging rapidly and dying. So, there's something about that like going to war being desensitized to violence almost needing that violence or the the adrenaline that comes with it just to feel alive mm. and then coming back to society where you step in you step back into like a family where you were a part of a very particular dynamic but now you're not able to just slip seamlessly back into that like mm. i think that's all like really interesting brilliant stuff um, that's just kind of handled very poorly in the movie. Unfortunately, Like, yeah. the premise is really brilliant. Like, all that stuff is cool. It's just, yeah. like, it doesn't go anywhere. It's just, like, that's just the setting, and then we're going to stumble through these really awkward scenes over and over again. hmm
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I just can't imagine having to murder and then, like, coming home and then being told you're a hero and yeah. then having to, like, Go through this on your own, essentially, mm-hmm. and then it's like, what? That like you just you're just gonna stop killing from this point on. Yeah, like I, that's I can't even kill a spider. <laughs> I cannot. I got you. I, to, I got you. You got me? I'm a killing machine. You are a killing I machine. I
2: need it to live or else I <laughs> rapidly oh. um, well, You look I'll, great, by the way. Thank so. you. I just killed some <laughs> of my roommates. I have enough roommates here that um, they don't, you don't even notice when they disappear. Yeah. That, that's true. Um, well, and also, too, there is this whole, like we talked about reactions to World War II and Vietnam. Vietnam soldiers were also very much... Um, Treated differently than the, uh, upon their return, than the World War II soldiers were. People, like, sometimes hated these soldiers and, like, they were symbols of, like, this American intervention. And so they did not have a very warm homecoming Mm -hmm. for a lot of these guys.
1: There was still some patriotism during World War II. So I want to say a lot of people. Like guys um, jumped in and they wanted to be soldiers because that's that was like the highest ranking of like a society, like you know, figure that you could be. And then in Vietnam, you were getting like children being thrown to jail, just being recruited because you know that's what they needed, forced to by the draft. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they were just like, Hell no, yeah, it's all well, about and it was
0: piece the yeah, and Vietnam was like the last conflict that we had where we were, the public was exposed to like images of the war. Mm-hmm. Like it was very shortly after that, that we yes. wouldn't allow journalists to visit battlefields or to, um, we wouldn't see dead bodies or caskets or in the newspaper or on the news, you know? And so I think that the the public was also like very aware of like the cost of the war, the number of soldiers dying um, and the sacrifice being made. Um, and I, I read a few interesting books. I was doing a bunch of research for a script um, that takes place in the '80s. Um, obviously, Reagan um, was a big uh, influence during that time period. Um, but this like resurgent like nationalism that was kind of masquerading as patriotism, and this narrative that came about in the '80s was the foundation of this idea we have that like the Vietnam soldier came home and was like spit on. Which wasn't like there was anecdotal, obviously like isolated incidents, but it wasn't like um, like you see in Rambo where it's like he came home and like they just they just you know he has to go live off the grid because people just hate him and they yeah. they don't understand the sacrifice he made and that's that's like sort of a recruiting tool that we used in the '80s, um, but it wasn't widespread enough to be like the American public has no respect. For soldiers and what they did over there it was more about the anti-war movement at home being vilified like if you're against the war you're against soldiers and mm-hmm. here's some isolated incidents where soldiers were greeted with you know uh, hostility but mm-hmm. it's not like that was the overall experience of every soldier it's mm. more like hey we have a huge problem with soldiers coming home and telling people what's really going on over there throwing their medals away and maybe not being so proud of our foreign policy that got twisted into the public doesn't have enough patriotism for the military. And we need to ramp that up because Mm -hmm. our foreign policy now means that we have to be sending kids to all different kinds of places in South America, all over the world, um, you know,
2: for our colonial appetite.
1: (laughs) Woohoo! It's like
2: using their... Processing of their experiences against them, yeah, almost, yeah, which is horrible.
1: Absolutely, and just
2: using people. Yes, that's what it comes down to. Then I'm pretty sure it's Andy, mm-hmm. right? Our main character of the movie gets shot himself in yeah. this very slow motion, slightly out of focus shot. Well, that was what <laughs> confused me
0: because there's a lot of out of focus shots, but like the opening title sequence is like medium shot in focus. Slow zoom in. He gets shot, and then it clearly gets pulled into like way out of focus, and then the title comes up, holds there, and the title goes away, and then it goes back into focus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so from then on out, I'm like, man, are are all the out of focus shots meant to like mean something, or because they set that up as like a visual mm-hmm. motif, but it's so sloppily done. There's no way. There's no, that it's no all way. on purpose.
2: Because no. there's some of those scenes where it's just like, "What is the focus? Where are we? Fo- we're all focusing on a toaster in the background. It's often
0: right. the background that's in focus, and the foreground is completely
2: out of focus. But that moment was an intentional out of focus. I was confused by that too. Uh, right. That made me think, okay, is the rest of this movie brilliant? Yeah. Or is it <laughs> just really sloppily done at the by the end? Maybe. And I don't know this for sure. This is almost just like a guess. Maybe they didn't even have that original scene that first scene as, like, the original oh. first scene. They shot this entire movie, and we we're like, you know what, we we got a lot of out-of-focus shots We're
0: going to need to, like,
2: make this feel like a choice. Yeah, and then because <laughs> they could have totally shot that afterwards, right. stuck it in the beginning. And You're right. And been kind of like, well, see and now those? you have a title card with the guy out of focus, and it's like,
0: oh, yeah, that's the out-of-focus movie.
1: <laughs> it's the out-of-focus <laughs> movie. That's what it should have been called, that, as opposed to all the titles that I went through. There was a
2: couple titles. We had the actual title card said Dead of Night, mm-hmm. uh, and then everywhere else, though, like on IMDb, it's uh, listed as Death Dream. Death, Death Dream. Dream. Um, and you saw one in the closing credits. What was that one called? Night Walk. Night Walk. The Night Walk. Yeah. What so is it with the
1: 70s? Because that's like, what we ran into with Sweet...
2: Alice Sweet Alice. Sweet.
1: Uh, yeah. It Alice a, Sweet Alice. It
2: was originally called holy terror oh and that was what the name was in the film that was the title card in the film too i don't know I... it is always strange
0: when they release the film and then they change the name because right. like it's called death dream on like marquees at the time mm-hmm. but you go there and you see the title card and it's
2: in the not movie? even accurate yeah yeah it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'd be like oh god we stepped into the wrong theater oh shoot oh man we we <laughs> stepped into a movie that's all out of focus <laughs> oh shoot we're um, in the wrong theater. I
1: mean, for the first couple of minutes I thought it was my eyesight. We
2: but all also have to put I on was glasses. kinda like
1: I was kinda just like weird. a little dizzy and a little sleepy. This is
2: like one of those it's kind of like a three D movie where you have to wear special glasses <laughs> before you enter, <laughs> right. but they're actually to put your eyes out of focus so everything is in
0: Right. Like you have to calibrate yes. your perfect eyesight with the
2: imperfect yeah. film. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm back on the side of this movie's brilliant. It could <laughs> be. This movie is brilliant.
0: Because in the first few scenes, it was like the family was out of focus, and then they would cut to close-ups of Andy, and he's in, like, sharp focus. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so, like, they're just, like, this background haze that he can't focus on because he's, like, in his own world, and the whole, you know, he's got this distance. He's, like, in a murky sort of, like, death dream but then there were other shots where I'm like, no, he's out of focus too. There's no consistency to the... There isn't.
2: There is... And that's what makes me think, maybe they shot this first scene post, and they're uh-huh. like, we just have to like make a little bit of I think of I excuse. like that theory the best. <laughs> that's the only one that makes sense. It's the only one that makes sense. That's all I can. That's how I rationalize it. Yeah. But yeah. I think it was just someone didn't know how to use the focus ring.
0: So I read a little bit about like the genesis of this project being based on the short story, Monkey's Paw... Hmm. so um that's a much older story involving um like a father comes home and he's got this monkey paw and i believe um that their son has gone off to some war or something and he makes a wish and then the um monkey paw like shifts in his hand and that's really concerning um and then i think their son dies somehow and then like knocks on the door and, like, appears at the end or something. So it's based on this, like, um, this magical talisman thing that he has, this monkey's Mm -hmm. paw. So that's what that felt like. The mother's prayer somehow Mm -hmm. cast a spell that brings him back. But it's also kind of that final destination thing where it's like, he's not supposed to be alive right now. Right. So he's got to die at some point. But, like, what's going to happen in that? That that period of borrowed time where he's supposed to be dead. Mm. Yes.
2: What is gonna be the consequences of the going against nature, essentially? Going mm. a ag- man trying to control their fate. Like you know, falling apart. Shit sure. just gonna fall apart. Everything's <laughs> gonna fall apart. The POV camera is moving towards out. the house. It, it's oh, coming, coming
1: out of the, the truck. truck.
2: Yes. And First and then going towards the house, that and felt then, pretty Halloween y to me. It mm, does, yes, it is. I just did yep. like this POV moment because I did then too. it was walking into the parents' bedroom and kind of yeah. like looming over, over the, the bed, and... and the mm-hmm. music is like starting to get heightened and heightened. And then suddenly, he is woken up by the sister. Yeah, it's kind of like a fake out moment. Well, She's misdirect. like, direct. There's some noise downstairs. I really
1: like that. Yeah.
2: And then they all have to go downstairs to if figure out. Get your out. gun and then go downstairs.
1: I, I definitely, I was like, this family affair is so funny. It's just like, the sister, she could have done that by herself if
2: she, right, you right. know. Yeah.
1: But everybody goes with dad.
2: I'm going with dad, going downstairs. And actually this was one of the moments where I was like, okay, this camera work is actually kind of working for me because they're following in front of the father and it's yes. a really low angle yeah. shot looking up at him. Yeah. Very unsettling and off-putting, and I liked it. Um But oh, uh, it was just the dog, Butchie, but butch? butch, 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 Butch the dog, Butch the dog, cute little dog. But guess who's home? Andy behind the door. Oh my
1: god! We just heard you were dead, and now you're alive. And
2: creeping behind and the door. Creeping behind the door. And there's a. <laughs> Not a, like a step missed. Everyone is just immediately happy to see him. Yeah. No questioning of like, what happened? How did you get home? Why did they say you were dead? Everyone is just, literally just hug him. Well, he like left the door open and he's hiding behind
0: it. So the dad pulls the door open and it's like, zoom in Danny's face. Everyone's like, Yeah, And then Amelia, they're like,
1: Oh Andy! Andy,
2: you're home at one in the morning. That zoom in
1: was—I put that zoom in. <laughs> that was, it was crazy. Incredible. And it was just—it uh, was so fast.
2: It was like a roller coaster.
1: It was, yeah.
2: And this is when we get the uh, <laughs> the beginning of catatonic Andy. Yeah. Just the whole movie, his performance is just like yeah, just deadpan, deadpan, dead eyes rocking in his rocking chair the entire time the way his mom brought him back it seems like mm. oh she was yeah she was, in, yeah, the she was in the rocking chair,
1: chair. and
0: okay. occasionally giving us a little smirk that's unsettling and
2: takes time to cross his face I, people would ask him questions and he would answer with that creepy smile and i'm like that's not an answer for that question
1: can you smile the way that he did because it was just the corners i i'm actually pretty impressed with that smile it was, it seemed like
2: a. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You have a little is too that, much going on. Is that creepy?
1: No, it wasn't. That's good. too much for a Bob. You're like, I'm sorry. It. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Strip away all of that. I am sorry. I got to practice. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're immediately just like, it takes a while for him to even say anything, too. Like, they're just so happy he's home. Yeah. We're going to do this. We got to call everybody. And he asked them not to tell anybody.
1: It's like, not he's yet.
2: Don't and the mom's like,
1: that. oh, yeah, once you're settled, then... You need time.
2: I mean, I wasn't talking about I'm, tonight. Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> right now, at like 10 a.m. Yeah. I mean, 10 p.m.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, they said he showed up at like three or four in the morning. Right. They said that later. Oh,
2: so, on a Wednesday.
1: Is, hey, went, today's a Wednesday. Oh, my God.
2: Coincidence? It's weird. That's Bob Clark, you're a genius. This is an incredible movie. Bad
1: things happen on Wednesdays because there's another Wednesday. I think it was The Ring.
2: The ring Um, was a Wednesday? Yeah.
1: That was the day that they were supposed to die. Yeah. Shoot.
2: We picked this day for a reason. I mean, your
1: birthday this year was on a Wednesday. My birthday's on a Wednesday. Is your birthday on a Wednesday? Couldn't
0: tell you right now, but (laughs) we'll look it up. Could be. I think everyone's birthday's on a Wednesday this year. I mean. (laughs) That's what they decided. Statistically, (laughs) that just makes sense. (laughs) So, like, they come and sit down at the table, and the sister, like, immediately gets on her knees in front of him and is, like, hanging on to every word. Like a child. Yeah, and then... He says something that they think is just so fucking funny. <laughs> and there's, like, all this laughing. Like, like the kind of laughing oh where your mouth is God. open. And the camera's, like, in the sister's mouth. And she's like, ah ha <laughs> ha And then you cut to the mom and dad. And he's, like, holding her face. Like, and oh. they're both like,
1: ah ha ha, ha. And I'm like... For like, five minutes.
2: What is going on? <laughs> like, And then they zoom <laughs> out of the window while they're still laughing. And he's and oh. just like... <laughs> Doing his tiny smirk,
1: and it wasn't like a belly laugh. It wasn't like oh a zombie <laughs> laugh. It was like, ha, ha, ha.
0: Ha, ha, and ha, ha. it goes on for ha, ha, ha. like a full minute. Oh, for sure, or longer because we like fade yeah. out of that scene. I thought it was the end of the movie. I was like, oh,
2: we're done. <laughs> we're, done. we're leaving, and, and they're like that's a, that. They're wow. like in a snow
1: globe, <laughs> <laughs> stuck forever.
2: <laughs> the line that that started it was, she was like, the mother said, they said you were dead. And he was like, I was.
1: Oh. <laughs> That's the
2: joke. That's the joke.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. That would have Hilarious. racked me up. That
2: killed. That joke <laughs> kills every time.
1: I mean, wow. very odd moment. Andy.
2: Well, and I mean, okay. I am might be giving the movie excuses. But, like, thinking mm-hmm. about the idea of this movie, just trying to laugh through the pain, like, that is a really fucked up thing to say. Yeah. And especially as a soldier coming back from war, that's pretty concerning for him to say something like that. Maybe they're just like hoping it's a joke and just See, I think you're redirecting
0: it. this film using like layers of action. <laughs> like you that would laugh there. to cover the uncomfortableness, but an actor could play the discomfort that's beneath it. And in this, it was like, none of that. It yeah. was just like, that's actually funny and we just are so overjoyed and euphoric that you're home. Mm. And that in itself is weird because you're like, do so you guys have like no connection? Because you're just like, our old Andy's just the way he used to be. And I'm like, if this was what Andy's always been like. How did um, he get
1: a girlfriend?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> How does he have friends? Why is his
0: sister not scared
2: of him? Yeah. yeah.
1: Why is his family so obsessed with Why him? Why do they like
2: him more than his sister? Yeah. Oh, they definitely do. Oh, they, they do They definitely do. Because that's another thing about this family. And the mother from here on out is just like undying loyalty to Andy. Andy's right all the time. It's all for Andy. If the sister, there's a couple moments where the sister starts to question his odd behavior. The mother immediately she explodes at her. Like just not even just like dismisses it, but like gets upset and angry yeah. at the sister. Yeah. Um, and kind of just puts Andy above her so oh, yeah. many
0: times. And that's just interesting, like, 70s family dynamics. I mean, when it when it started off with, like, you need a man to carve the roast. And there's so many comments like that where the dad's like, this is my house. And mm-hmm. just setting Andy up on this pedestal and, you know, right. making sure the sister understands that she's, like, second class. All that stuff felt rich. But I feel like it was still kind of surface like Mm -hmm. we could have gone a little deeper, even without changing any of the scenes, just like exploring them a little deeper with the acting and the directing. But I did find that interesting
2: and rich, even even though it's not maybe explored deeply enough in this. It's around this time, too, that the father starts getting frustrated with how Andy's acting. Mm -hmm. He's like, it's "It's been been, two days. It's been two days and why isn't he back to normal? He's just been sitting up there sulking. And he was, uh, he was also a soldier. Yeah,
0: because didn't he say when he he, he got home he just put it behind him or something Mm -hmm. like that? Yeah,
2: he's like, when I got back I was able to leave that behind. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm currently reading a book right now called um, The Body Keeps the Score and this psychologist is, his work mostly was with uh, veterans from Vietnam and any other war. Um, and he was able to be the one who like coined PTSD Mm. and do work with Mm -hmm. other psychiatrists and stuff. So, um, I've been able to like, he, he tells you a little bit of, uh, their psyche Mm. and how like the
0: trauma settles into your body. It
1: settles into the body. And even though you are trying so desperately when you are awake to try to put that behind you, it still comes up in your dreams, in your body. It's like it's holding all of that tension, mm-hmm. and you have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Or it you out. have to do things to be able to relieve that that trauma. Like, your body knows what happened. Well, and again, I think it's like one of those things that um, a,
0: a lot of people that go through trauma, um, like one of the first steps is just having someone, like, validate that, like, your trauma... Exists and mm. that it's uh, it's something that happened to you and it's real. I think that's part of the issue here is like people coming home from World War Two were fighting a war that I, I I don't think the in general the American public were very uh, much for the actions of the U.S. military during World War Two. Whereas you come home and it's like we don't want to hear about it. We don't want to acknowledge any wrongdoing or the fact that like people are being irreparably damaged so you you're in this zone where it's like I have to go through this by myself no one is going to tell me that this is normal and that it's okay um and that it's something we can maybe
2: work together to get through that mm-hmm. is probably part of the
1: yeah
2: part of the reaction well and even though these characters like the mailman and also the father that both said that they were in World War II even though they seem strong and they seem normal quote unquote I think they also have to deal with their trauma in some way too, but they haven't. I mean, the father's a drinker. They, they, he goes off at one point point, gets really drunk and then comes back and he says something to the fact of, yeah, I'm drunk again. You know why I was drinking. Yeah. And like, so there's this implication that he has maybe been drinking his problems away. Yeah. He's
1: become, he's become an alcoholic. Doesn't want to talk about things. Um, he gets a, a, a little violent with his family. And uh-huh. Shoving so people. much
0: grabbing of women and throwing them around yeah. and being like, "This is my house!" And, and shut up! And yeah.
1: you know, the only, only thing, uh, the dad had shown any sort of, you know, uh, intimacy or like connection with is the dog, and mm-hmm. we'll get to that part. He
2: absolutely loves the dog. That's typical, right?
0: The, he probably even yeah. want the dog. And now they're and like best now friends. Now they're,
2: they're best, best friends. friends, yeah. Oh, yeah, he loves
1: I mean, Man, he had that little, you know, like, come here,
2: yeah. butch. the dog knew exactly what to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, then after the scene, I think at the end of the scene, Andy says, I'm going out. And the mother is like, will you be back late? And he does the... Just, just a just slow motion smile. Just, okay,
1: Which I... She, she had made dinner too she's like i made you your favorite mm-hmm. and she's like holding two dishes and she's like well fuck this it throws them out
0: <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot of throwing full plates of food yeah, in the trash because she
1: i think she like has mashed potatoes in one and then some like I think beef peas or, or like, whatever. Guys, you
2: have refrigerators i mean are we just yeah. throwing away food
1: yeah what the come hell on, that, that,
2: that, that hurts me yeah. and then he she blames the father she's like you didn't even want him to come back you yeah. did this yeah um, and then he was like, well, you
0: you babied him too much or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: Very much blaming Mama's each other boy. for the war that this kid yeah. just went through and the trauma that he yeah. sustained. They both so desperately want normalcy to come back, mm-hmm. but yeah. it ain't coming.
0: No. The next shot of him is like in the shadows outside a house watching someone get dressed. And right. This person has, like, really long hair, so it's not the sister. No, it it was Catherine. Yeah. No, no, no. The girlfriend? Yeah. His old girlfriend? Oh, it could be the girlfriend. It could have
1: been the old girlfriend. Which means, to me, that scene was significant in the sense that he does remember, he does have memories of his
0: past,
1: and there's some sort of, like, still, like, kind of, like, passion, you Mm -hmm. know? Even though his... I
0: suppose it didn't feel like... Loving, it felt stalkery for sure. Oh, for sure. But I don't know.
1: Like, he wanted We don't to know who she is yet. We haven't met her,
0: you know? So that's why it's so strange because I had to write down, like, oh, this character has long hair. And it wasn't until several scenes later that I was like, oh, it can't be the sister. I forgot she has, like, a bob cut, so it can't be her. Mm hmm. So who is that, and we don't find out for another like forty five minutes? To not, get the girlfriend.
2: Not until the very end. Yeah. We actually see that character for the first time. Very confusing. So we're like, for sure. he's just
0: stalking random people, which I guess makes sense, but that's not really his thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and kind of going back to what you're talking about, it is stalkery. He's not like he doesn't look like he's like doe eyeing over her or anything like that. But maybe it is just like almost like instinctual for him to go there because that's like the last remaining part of his like human thing like he's like in a dream and he's trying to find
0: connections to this world that feel familiar and mm. that's just one thing and he
2: doesn't even maybe understand yeah why he's there but yeah. there was that passion once that he felt and he she says like he would write him letters or write her letters all the time yeah so that was maybe his like final connection to the real world when he was in vietnam And that's why this is still sticking around because it's interesting that we see that. And in the very next scene, he's in a cemetery. So these are the two like familiar things that he has that like maybe once hot, fiery passion and death.
0: Well, that's interesting because now I'm thinking about when she said that the letters, the family and the girlfriend said the letters stopped two months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But he wasn't killed two months ago. Right. It seems like he was killed very very recently because yes. he shows up very quickly after the family is notified. Mm-hmm. I feel like the family would have been notified pretty quickly, so maybe I'm reading into this too much and he just got killed and the letters stopped, but it seems like the letters stopped and then there was a period of time and then he got killed. So mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I think so too. Something um happened. he must yeah, he must have been in a hot spot where it was like absolutely danger zone war. For two months. So it was like know? a lot
0: more trauma that changed him mm-hmm. before he actually they was They must killed. have been the
1: last two of their um, their team.
0: Yeah. Well, there you were know? certainly only two dudes running
2: around that forest. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, there wasn't even any Viet Cong yeah. or whatever in yeah. <laughs> that was forest. So
1: no.
2: they were just throwing grenades and they are, they just blew themselves up. I guess. That's <laughs> what it kind of seemed like. Shit.
1: <laughs> they hit a tree. <laughs>
0: All right, guys, bring a light and a camera. We're going to go out with the two actors today and just shoot this opening.
2: Who cares? Just set off some explosions in the background. It's going to take like five minutes. It's fine. That explosion, though. People get it. Remember to to put the camera in focus. Yeah, I get it. I know. (laughs) Now. Um, Yeah. And he ends the scene with scratching something into his, a tombstone. Mm-hmm. We don't see it yet.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think... But he looks
2: really know. satisfied, like, on his face. He's
0: like, yeah, yeah, this is what I should be doing right now. Yeah. And you're like, what's the
1: plan? I, I, What I presumed is that he went up to his own grave um, and then scratched out the year that he, you know, he was... Nobody
2: seen. scratched his name, his full name. Yeah, because you didn't see the last shot.
1: Oh, I did It was, like, that.
2: fully scratched in... Like, his name and his birth and death year were all scratched. scratched in. And it was, like, clearly just a blank tombstone. For some reason, they had a blank tombstone just hanging out, ready to be filled, I guess. Because he buries himself, too, which means there's not even, like, a body there.
0: So, why is there a... Did he dig that oh, hole when he was right. there? He must have, because... And it wasn't very deep, but, like, when he gets to the cemetery at the end, the hole's
2: already there, so yeah. he probably dug it. And also, that's hell? like... So did he know that he was going to eventually come back to this Like, that was the and... goal
0: or something. But I it, don't know. He but he kept have... trying
2: to keep himself alive. Right. Yeah. So... So he had an unfinished business, which was killing his girlfriend, or... And doctor... Well, like,
1: if we're gonna relate <laughs> possibly <this> to sister. <laughs> 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 um... Yeah, I, I mean, rest. if we're relate, if we're relating this to drugs, because there's a clear scene that just like looked very. Oh, much I think
0: you're about to say something brilliant.
1: That, I mean, drugs are gonna kill you, and you're gonna keep going after them, I and mean, you know what they are. Yeah. But you need them. So he needed the blood to feel alive. Yeah, the like French have this term, the die.
0: call of the void, which I like so much. Yes, which is call like of the you're void. looking, like if you ever look over the edge of a tall building, and you get that feeling. And for just like a half second, you kind of want to jump. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, whoa, what the hell is that?
2: Like, am I going to jump right now? But it's like
0: that weird, tingly feeling where you're like, that'd be thrilling for a second. It's like, like you said with drugs, it's like the thrill, the rush, even though you're hurtling towards death, it's like you've left that inhibition behind and you're seeking something that's like oblivion or something.
1: Which is really, really interesting because I definitely do, I mean, I'm going to admit something, but don't. I'm, I'm fine. Okay. I will never. It's just us. I will never do it. It's just, just us. us. Um, but I definitely do get that feeling when the train is passing by and I'm just like, Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I'm a like, weird shit. Half second. Yeah. Yeah. i like, just like, no. it be so easy. Uh, just like jump in front of the train. Mm-hmm. But no, 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 no. Don't do that. No, no, no. That's I'm not. Of,
2: that's a lot of cleanup. No, no. <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> it's a lot. my And trauma for everybody else. Yeah. Oh,
1: it's the, it's a the trauma for me. I don't want to. Give that tip, but it's really the millions mess. Millions of
2: people. It's really the It's mess. really
1: the me-
0: <laughs> Think about the janitors that gotta work.
1: Out yeah. that. I, mean, I mean, the trauma.
2: The trauma, and then it's at that moment that the doctor and the father do show up. Yeah, and the doctor does this like in-home e- examination, which isn't an examination; it's more of like an investigation. Have him come in for a more thorough examination. No, come
0: on in. I'll give you a free exam, and he's like, do "You hear that, song? I'll give you a free exam."
2: Hey.
0: Great.
2: You're that Andy? You don't have to
1: pay $5, Andy.
0: Yeah. Like it, as if cupping his balls and coughing is going to like solve the problem. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think we need like a
2: psychiatrist here. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and then the, the doctor leaves and immediately not, this isn't suspicious. Andy leaves too. Cause yeah. the mother gives him the keys and Doc is getting stalked by Andy Obviously. Uh I mean, it's very obvious, like, he's being followed in the car that Andy just took. Yeah.
1: It's not a quiet car either. Because it's the 70s, so it was like... (laughs) And he was like, is somebody following me? Yeah.
2: And he goes back to his office. And actually, this scene, I was like, we're getting some, actually, some kind of cool shots going on. Because he goes into his dark office. But,
0: like, the the, the setup is just ridiculous. Because he opens the door, turns on the lights looks around (laughs) and then turns Turns off the lights and then walks in and starts like examining photos and you're like in the dark (laughs) i mean not the best lighting in order to like get the clearest view of a photo that you're looking at but i guess it does ratchet up the tension a little bit it does
2: yeah and that's what i wrote down i was like cool shots but it's so damn dark
0: and then he like sees something interesting in the photos picks up the phone to call the police the police are like hi it's the police." And then he's
2: like, <laughs> "Yeah." And then he sees like a shadow across the window, and it's Andy. Uh, and he's like, "You said I could have a free consultation." And he's like, "Yeah, not tonight. I'm here for my free consultation." And he's like, "All right, come on in. Let's yeah. do this. Fine." Um, and then Andy starts to get like he. Oh, also, at this point, he's kind of like. Kind of wrinkly. Yeah. He put um,
1: Elmer's glue all over his face. Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> let <wrinkly>. it dry. <laughs> yeah. It
2: didn't look great. Um, and he's like, "Check my pulse. Check my pulse." Yeah. Like, I don't I, eat. I don't sleep. I don't understand. I don't understand. He makes him take out the stethoscope.
0: Well, he picks up his bag and opens it and pulls out his stethoscope and it's like you're pretty familiar with like the tools of the trade here. Yeah.
2: How do you know that was his examination bag? Yeah. I don't know. Um. But he's like, I don't understand, Andy. There's no heartbeat. He's like, I, there's nothing anymore.
1: I don't get tired. I don't get hungry.
2: Mm-hmm. There's
1: nothing. He starts saying the Cardi B song. Exactly. I don't cook. I don't clean. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you how I got this ring. And it was. He
2: says, no living soul with more perfect health than yeah. I have right get now. Get it? Because he's not alive. Ah, <laughs> that was
1: smart writing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like you fucking, your skin is falling apart. Mm-hmm. So your skin doesn't look great.
2: No, doesn't, you need some more moisturizer for sure. Uh-huh. Um, and then he has this line where he says, I died for you doc, why shouldn't you return the favor? Right, so
0: that is like a sort of political statement about the mm-hmm. Vietnam War and the sacrifice they're making over there and how people at home aren't doing enough or something maybe, Yeah. but it's played so horribly, it's hard to tell. It's hard to
2: tell where that really is. It's really kind of just from. a line of dialogue that's kind of, I guess, quippy. Yeah, they're like, ooh, that sounds like it could have a double meaning. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, Doc tries to stab him with a syringe, but Andy turns it right back on him and just
1: Why would a doctor just grab a syringe? There's other things.
2: Scalpels, bone size. Yeah. Yeah, the this, this syringe was really what you landed on? Damn. Yeah. Well, Andy,
0: like, stabs him one time in the stomach with a syringe, and the doctor's like, oh, like, crumples to the ground, like, just <laughs> dying, and it's like... I I I imagine a a big ass needle could do some damage but like just shoving it in and pulling it out is is going to be yeah. like, it's going to feel like a prick. Right. Maybe there's some internal bleeding you got to worry about but that's like really long term.
1: Eyeball or like I don't know. But even that, that would these?
0: hurt not necessarily
1: kill you.
0: Yeah, no, not kill. And I get it like you're stabbing a bunch here but like at a certain point, it is just a syringe. It'd probably break off.
1: It would break off. That's exactly why I was like, this is not. And they're like, a we found the weapon. body with
0: all kinds of tiny little holes all over it. Probably drug related.
2: It's <laughs> like, who shoots heroin like this?
1: <laughs> ah, I need more. Ah.
2: That doctor had a lot more habits than we thought he did. I can't find a vein.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, well, Annie takes his little hit, though. He sucks out the doctor's blood and shoots it in his vein and has that like euphoric shot Mm -hmm. of his eyes like oh yeah that's the good stuff that's it that's it and then he comes back the next day looking great he looks like he requires the blood of someone much older than him
0: to Ah. regain his youth
2: so that (laughs) makes sense you have to take old old blood yeah old
1: old blood old old
2: doctor blood but meanwhile Andy's going on a double date Andy's pulling out all the stops with the uh with the costume. You know, he really gets dressed up for this date. Yeah, he comes down looking like he's in velvet underground or something. Yeah. Like oh my god. He's got the big glasses. White turtleneck. White turtleneck, white black, turtleneck. black leather gloves. Yeah. Oh, he's looking to fuck. And he just walks around like he's Andy Warhol, and he's just yeah. like aloof and Are we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> Are we going? But yes, then we're on this fantastic double date, and uh We want we want a love connection to go on in the back seat of your brother. Like uh, there's a sibling thing going on. It was kind of weird. Yeah, Uh, because Bob and and Catherine get out of the car to give them some alone time in the back. Well, this the yeah. So Catherine says something like,
0: uh, "Let's go get some popcorn." He's like, "I'm not hungry. I just ate." Which, first of all, it's like you can always eat popcorn. Yeah, what are you talking about, weirdo? But then she's like, "Well." I have this what she says something like I have a complex where I have to eat popcorn or I have Yes. Something she I'm was, neurotic and I need I'm to neurotic eat and I have to eat popcorn during a movie and he's like and then they like look in the back seat and they're both like Better give them some privacy. was that his cue? And I'm How like, why the... would your sister being in be into her brother <laughs> getting Making some out action or yeah, yeah. in the same like yeah. Get regardless Get of whether yeah. my
1: brother is coming back for more i'm not gonna be like yeah you bang in my my boyfriend's car yeah no. we'll be right back no thank but you. also i do relate with the whole neurotic kind of thing sure that, i mean i was true chew- it wasn't until i stopped eating my candy when i felt that i fell asleep
2: that makes <laughs> sense yeah fair and well, i stopped
1: taking notes too at that point
2: yeah yeah, so that's probably, like, the most relatable part about this movie. The most real part about this movie yeah, is for me. neuroses about eating popcorn. You
1: need sure. to either be writing or eating in this, order for uh, me to but not But I don't compensate. agree
2: that you're ever
0: too full for popcorn. That's no, ridiculous. Never. You can eat popcorn forever,
1: forever. I literally have gone to the movies being absolutely full and mm-hmm. still getting a large bag of popcorn. Of course.
0: Of course. Because there's nothing to it. It's like negative calories, right? Yeah. It's like it takes more energy to, like, Actually chew it and eat. digest it. I mean, it. I
1: hope. No. That, but I, I I wish it was that. not with the butter,
0: but <laughs> popcorn itself is just yeah. very very it's cor- lean It's and popcorn. It's popcorn, popcorn. It's basically it's air.
1: Corn. It's air. It's, it's basically mar- breathing. I I, I <laughs> for your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought when I was little that marshmallows had zero calories
2: because they're so fluffy. Because they're and like cotton yeah. candy.
1: Yeah, I didn't uh-huh. know it was made out of f- sugar.
2: I won't tell you the truth. They. They are zero calories.
1: There's nothing. They are zero calories.
2: (laughs) Keep this lie going, okay?
1: It's like, why am I gaining so much weight? I'm eating marshmallows. It
2: cannot be the marshmallows. Um, And in this moment when uh, his fiance and Andy are in the back car, she's just like, she's like, is there somebody else? Because he's obviously being so distant.
0: She like puts her hand on his like gloved hand and he like shoves it off or something. Mm -hmm.
2: Is there someone else
0: you can just tell me?
2: There's nobody else. And then she's like,
0: oh, maybe we can pick up where we left off.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: baby. Now, what does he say? It's also something kind of quippy. I don't know. An ominous, like, double meaning, like, oh, I'm already dead type thing.
2: Yeah, I never yeah. left you or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something. And then I never his left tail you. is fucking, the little leak yeah, goes out of like, squirting brown. Squirting, like, pus. It's, shit. like, brown. And, and he's like... Uh oh. Now I have Ah. to kill you because you saw that I'm leaking. You saw my leak, and now you're. Ah. And he goes to attack her, and then sister comes back to the car, and they don't notice that she's being. They get in the car fully, and they're like, oh, something's going on back there. Yeah, like they're like, they think they're making out or having sex in the back, and they still get back in the car. Right. And they're like, like, oh, settle down, you two. Best
0: case scenario, you just are fine sitting in the same. Space is your brother who's That's on top. Sick. Like, not like, oh, we were just, like, being discreet and, like, making out and now we're going to stop. It's like, he's on top of her right now. Right. You're hey, fine with it? Hey, lovebirds, That's come sick. down
1: back there.
0: Yeah. I like, I,
1: if anything, I would have maybe just, if if I did give my brother some space to make out or whatever, I wouldn't go inside the car. I might be, like, on the hood. Or not even around the car. No. Because I'd be so grossed out.
2: Right. Fair.
1: But, yikes. Not
2: this family. No. This is a close family. Yeah, Hansel and Gretel. Ooh. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: but it, worst worst case scenario, he's not even making out with her. He's sucking her blood. Nothing. And he turns around and he's
1: like... Argh!
2: Yeah, like mugs for the camera.
1: Well, this, is, this is interesting because this is the first time that he's uh, actually...
2: Oh. Yeah. Somebody. Like, yeah. Before the first two kills were just syringes. We know yeah. that. So wait, where
1: did he get the first syringe?
2: That's a good thing. He point. was on a
1: truck. Oh yeah. A food delivery truck, it seemed like. Um mm-hmm.
2: maybe that trucker had some he has little kit syringes uh, yeah. hanging yeah. around. Yeah, no, that that doesn't really track. Yeah, now no. that you mention
0: it doesn't make any sense. That makes any
2: sense. Um and he doesn't have any needles in this car because he just bitey and sucking her blood and then he goes for the sister immediately too he doesn't even go for Bob yeah he goes for the sister sister. Um, and then he
0: ends up grabbing Bob and he struggles with Bob for quite a while and meanwhile the sister's like like her face is frozen with mouth agape and but she's still like her body is still moving around (laughs) and like looking like
2: yeah because Andy this whole time is strangling Bob with like a bungee cord or something yeah I'm not really sure then he got where Good question. Strangling Bob, not biting him, which is kind of interesting, but just strangling him to kill him. Yeah. And the sister is just watching the kind this of all circling
0: the car with her mouth wide open like she's screaming silently. It was just a very bizarre, not unsettling, just like
2: I don't think this is working how you intended it to work.
1: As opposed to, like, a fight flight, she froze. Yeah.
2: She kind of, like, half-froze, half-paced, like... And I think (laughs) he kills Bob, right? I think so. He kills Bob. She was
1: doing the thriller.
2: And then he gets back
0: into the car. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, trying to run her over, but a different guy pushes her out of the way, gets in front of the car, gets run over, and then we see Bob, like, or, uh... Not Bob, what's right, Andy, Andy, like, back over the body... And then pull forward and we pull forward, we cut to a shot from behind and you can see these dummy legs just rolling (laughs) out of the tires and they hold the shot too long because the car like clears the dummy and you see that it's like, dummy has like pants and then like a shirt that doesn't have any stuffing at all. It's just like deflated and it's clearly just like half a dummy.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, we'll fill the legs. They won't see it.
1: Did they just like run out of... Stuffing? money Stuffing? i guess
2: because the legs are
0: stuffed but they're stuffed like sausages you know like they're like there's too much stuffing in the jeans and the you know feet are (laughs) at weird angles and then no torso
1: oh no just no torso
2: it's just like the belt
0: line and then it kind of like
2: flat like it just deflates yeah yeah just not good at all and then he drives home he goes back home he's like full like like zombie now. One shoulder's like, yeah. "Yeah." And then who's there to greet him and take him Mommy. His mommy, yeah. And then father does what he knows best, which is throw the mother to the ground. Yep. Jesus. Um, Pushes her aside. Uh, Doesn't like what she's saying. No, no. And then Andy turns around, he's full zombie. Just full. And father can't shoot him. Yeah. Dad can't do it. He can't shoot. He points
0: it at him and then he lowers it because the mom is screaming, no, don't do it. And we're screaming like,
2: yeah, Yeah, probably do do it. it. It's time.
1: It's time.
2: Instead, he can't do it and then he goes to his room and then shoots himself. Yeah, he's like crying and just puts his gun to his head and
0: then we cut to like them outside the room coming down the stairs and we hear the gunshot. It's like, oh,
2: he definitely just killed himself. Like, what the fuck?
1: Are we supposed to... Why? Are we supposed to like see that perhaps it's easier for him to have pulled the trigger on himself because he doesn't like who he is. Like, I get it. And he he loves his child.
0: Yeah, I think that that's part of it. Like, I know that, you know, when there's um, like serial killers are exposed and the parents are like still defending them, I get it. Like, there's very little that your kids could do that would cause you to like turn against them. Mm -hmm. So it's like i get it you can't shoot your own kid but at the same time it's like he hasn't tried to do like anything productive like he's just like yelled at his wife yelled at his daughter grabbed them physically thrown them around went to the police at one point and tried really half-assed with like no plan to like lie to them and 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 get them off the trail that didn't work so he's like well i tried everything
2: i guess i'll just kill myself now well and yeah his motivations were so strange because i he seemed so frustrated with Andy the entire time mm-hmm. and getting more on the sister's side of being like something's wrong with him. Yeah, he's not right. He's not the same Andy. And I, so like, to me, it wasn't like like I felt like he went through enough for him to make that switch to something is wrong with him. and now he's looking at his zombie son and like this should definitely be enough for him to be like all right I'm going to make this decision to shoot him. So yeah. to me like him not shooting him didn't make any sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it same with same same for me just knowing that like you have a wife and daughter still and it feels like Andy's becoming increasingly threatening to them. So you're going to take yourself out of this situation, someone How? that could like why? Yeah, why? someone that could actually help salvage some of your family,
2: but and also we know that like it almost I feel like would have been make more sense if he did shoot him because if he would have shot him, nothing would have happened to Andy because he's already dead. Right. Um, And then that would then clue the father into, oh, shit, I really can't do anything. I can't mm. even stop.
1: He doesn't know that murderous... he's a zombie. Yeah.
2: Right. Like I can't even stop my murderous son. That to me would have been stronger motivation for him to actually then go kill himself because yeah. then he would be like. Well, I've shot my son. I've done every possible thing that I I... fully expected him to pull the
0: trigger and for Andy to like almost like not react. Mm -hmm. And then we would have been like, oh, now we understand something else about Andy. But you're right. Instead, it was like, I can't do it. Guess I'll go kill myself.
2: Yeah. Weak. Weak motivation for that suicide. Yeah. It's. But guess what? Mom and Andy are making a run for it. She's like, where should I go?
0: He points to the cemetery. She's driving full speed at the gate. And then he grabs the wheel and turns it so that they slide into the gate sideways and knock over. Just they fully knock over a brick wall <laughs> that was like clearly made of cardboard or something. Yeah. And
2: then what the car's the on heck? fire at this point, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the cops are chasing them and the car's fully on fire.
2: Fully on fire. And then Andy uh... and his mom get out and he pretty much just like crawls his way into a grave and just starts burying himself. He yeah. Co- and she's like,
1: "Wait, no, Andy, no, don't." Andy, no. no, I've done so much for you. Don't do that. <laughs> We're in the run.
2: And he just ends up having his last undead
0: breath yeah, or he just has like a Gasp, and then dies
2: <sighs> again. And, and
0: the th- cops walk up, and the mom is like, "Andy's home. Some boys never come home."
2: And they just walk. And off. the cops are like, "All right." And they just turn around and walk away. All right. Good. We've done everything we could here. Okay,
1: so next time that I'm on the run, I'm going to also pull that. I'm
2: Just go to a cemetery. Make myself
1: a grave. <laughs> guys, guys, make no, no, make no I'm dead. dead, I'm dead. I'm dead, everybody.
2: Uh, and the cops are like, good enough for us. Yeah. Very, very strange. And that's Death Dream slash Dead of Night slash The Night Walk, 1974. <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow. Right. We made it through. I made wow, it through. Wow, y'all. Good Lord. Anyway, uh what what are you thinking as far as Smash Pumpkin ratings go for oh, this one? Man, it's so hard
0: to say. I have to kinda of talk it out a little bit. Talk it out. Uh, talk it up. It's one of those films where I feel like I'm gonna be talking about this film for a few weeks to like other friends of mine that are really into horror, you know. Like, you guys have to see this so we can talk about a lot of the stuff we've just talked about that's just non sequitur and bizarre and doesn't work at all, but is really entertaining. I mean I was riveted the whole time, laughing. Like things yeah. don't connect logically and so therefore like anything can happen. I have no idea how this is going to end and it satisfied me because the final line is haunting it it also doesn't really work but it is the kind of line that could tell you everything you need to know about the movie. Like Mm -hmm. Andy's home, most people don't come home so it's like oh wow okay so that's so rooted in Vietnam and Mm mother's pain and all that kind of stuff and getting, you know, really wishing, oh, I just wish I could, I had a chance to say goodbye or like if just a few more days or something. So there's like poignancy and there's like a lot of laughs, maybe unintentionally. I don't know. I think I'm going to say like three out of five. five.
2: That seems fair. That seems fair.
0: Solid C. Yeah, (laughs) solid
2: C. Yeah, for sure.
1: I'm just going to go a little lower. I'm going to go with the 2.4. Um, I couldn't quite give it a 2.5, so I did a 4. That would four. seem a little high. Yeah, here. it seems a little high. Um, there were some shots that I really did like with its POV kind of uh, shots, and although the zooming was crazy, uh, I thought that was really fun to add in. Uh, we don't do
0: nearly enough like crash zooms <laughs> yeah. like they did in the 70s. That was like... Why move the camera when we can just like do a crash? <laughs> yeah, zoom?
1: absolutely. It was just like absolutely unstable. Um, and I mean, I did I did like the whole concept of like this war veteran coming home and then him being a a zombie and that kind of like take of just how your mind will deteriorate if you know you went to war um, like that lots of other stuff I didn't like but we didn't we don't have to talk about that we'll just talk about the good things
2: about this the good film. Things, yeah. yeah. I and I agree. I think that very poignant points that the movie was trying to make for sure and very timely. And I thought that I really did like this concept of you know these soldiers struggling and um we have these like this generational thing too with like World War II happening somewhat recently. And then the next generation is dealing with Vietnam. And how are the responses different? And they did actually touch on that within the movie. Um, And also this drug uh, concept Mm -hmm. as well of these are the things that these soldiers found to help them deal with the shit that they went through. And so there were definitely some very poignant and very interesting things that the movie was exploring. Very much appreciate it for that. Um, And there were some times when I really did like the cinematography in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But it does leave a lot of things for us to talk about, whether they were intending that or not. I felt like a lot of times during this discussion, we were definitely like trying to give the movie excuses for a lot of the things that it probably just failed at. Mm-hmm. um unfortunately but that's the thing about like a film this
0: ambitious like there's an energy to it and yeah everyone gives a shit clearly sure nobody phoned it in like people yeah. are trying their best and so like i feel like you just get carried away with that enthusiasm whereas sometimes you see things more polished and you're like yeah it's kind of lifeless
2: and to give it credit like we did just have a pretty long conversation about a lot of those things that it was trying to talk about yeah and it did leave us with a lot of questions and a lot of um, actually, like, uh, social commentary to talk about. And so I do appreciate it for that. Um, and I like that it did do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I am also going to give this movie a 3.5. 3.5! 3. 5. 5 for Death Dream.
1: Wonderful.
2: Cool. Wow. Well, thanks, Dave, for coming yeah. in. Uh, thanks for having me. This was walking fun. Walking through the, uh, the Death Dream. I'm Last. really
0: glad you picked a movie that I had, like, never even heard of. I was worried it was going to be something that's, like, part of, like, the big canon. And then I have to, like, well, oh, i got to figure out something new and fresh to say about Halloween. Like, no, it's been yeah. picked over. I don't know that I've heard anyone. I don't know that anyone's talked about this movie on a podcast before.
2: Ooh, could that be first time true?
0: This? I don't know. It could Ooh, be. True. I'm going to say Probably. it is. I think mean, it's the first time. Just no.
2: like the the focus was a choice in this movie.
0: Yeah,
2: we're going to say that's true too. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So every like out
0: of focus shot was a choice. Yes. and I'm totally right about. I love it, and no, I agree with time. you. I
2: think that these movies are the sometimes the more fun ones to review in a way because none of us had seen this movie before. No, no expectation. No, no expectation. I didn't know what it was. No idea. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay, that that kind of just to me makes it a more fun enjoyable experience for all of Agreed. us oh yeah um, but last thing that we have to do with this podcast is pick our film for next week Ooh. and as the guest you get to do it yeah uh, so really there's like over a hundred movies in there did oh. you guys just think of these and just keep throwing them in or are you yes yeah. so
1: suggestions
2: lists of movies of like hundred movie horror movies you have to see there's a mix of kind of what you're talking about of like Definitely the heavy hitters are in here, Yeah. but also these ones of lists of horror movies that you've never heard of, Right. have to see. Right, right. Top and underrated. really disturbing.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or, mm-hmm. cool? yes. It just
2: continuously? Cool. It just grows. Let's grows. see what this is. So read the log line first, and we'll see if we can guess. Okay, what's... that's this paragraph here? Yeah.
0: A man imprisons his estranged junkie friend in an isolated cabin in the boonies of San Diego to force him through a week of sobriety, but the events of that week are being mysteriously manipulated. I haven't looked at it yet, but I, I have seen this.
2: You have seen this.
0: I actually it's very good. Don't know. I what don't this know this which is. one. You're it's very good. It's a it's a recent film. It's called Resolution.
2: Resolution Ooh. from twenty
0: twelve. Yeah. Um, these guys, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, um, they're known for doing a lot of these high concept horror films that have to do with, like, uh, time travel sometimes or, like, alternate dimensions. But it's, like, done in a really sort of naturalistic way. Yeah. So it's not, like, a lot of special effects. It's, like, weird, um, like, time blips or, like, inconsistencies in reality. Hmm. and Which
1: um, reminds me of the recent movies that we've watched, Ritual...
0: Um, yeah it's got that vibe like they're out in the woods I
1: love that Yeah, (gasps) I'm excited and it's like
0: friends that have like really really good chemistry like the banter in these movies is the opposite of what we just saw it's like you can tell that the characters in the scene are played by actors who are like best friends you know Mm. because they have this really great chemistry this back and forth thing going on so you feel like you know the characters super well right off the bat And then things can start to go crazy because then it's like you're already anchored.
1: Oh, my God. I think you'll like it. I can't wait
0: to hear you guys talk about
2: it because I think that they've come out with a couple movies since then that I also really, really liked. Great. Amazing. Isn't that kind of funny how the horror fates have given us pretty much a polar opposite movie? And also a movie that you've seen yeah. that you just picked out of that bucket that neither of us have seen yeah, that's before. Funny. That's
1: amazing. Typically, that's so cool. I,
2: this is why I love doing the randomness because typically it just opens us up to seeing movies that maybe we've never seen before. Or... It also
1: helps us, I at least I'll speak on my own behalf, but making me appreciate more and more of these kind of like earlier films in which... We can clearly see whether they're successful or not in all of their, like, topics or whatever. Um, they give us, like, kind of like a stepping stool. And then it makes these kind of movies kind of, like, like, be highlighted because of that.
0: Yeah, it's got a similar ethos where you can tell it's, like, these guys are just friends that wrote this movie and shot it themselves mm-hmm. with, with all their friends. Yes. But I would say... Their films are like meticulous, whereas this film felt like super sloppy, <laughs> not like nearly as intentional. Yeah. Yeah. These, um, at least this one, I do remember like what's satisfying is like every single tiny detail in the first act is like setting something up for later. Mm-hmm. So it's all very intentional and very like specific. And they, 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 they do that thing where you get just enough so that's it's like in your brain but it doesn't stick out to you as being Mm. like, this is important. But later you're like, oh, that's what that was. That little tiny shadow was like this thing, you know? You'll love it. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Sounds great. I'm excited. Thank you, Dave. So much for being here. Thanks for 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 having me. This was a blast. I've been listening to you guys. I think I listened to your first like, five or ten episodes or something like wow. that. Oh, wow. Great. Amazing. You've been yeah. researching. I think it was The <laughs> Platform was one of the early ones. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so it was the that very first, was the first one. one. Oh, I love yeah. that
1: movie too. It's yeah. one of my favorite so good.
0: ones. Yeah. Well,
2: cool. Uh, plug yourself, please, before we get out of here. Yeah,
0: so um, I'm actually the artistic director at uh, Soft Cage Films, um, which is a nonprofit film production company in Chicago. Um, we do a lot of social justice-oriented work, so trying to use our art to dismantle harmful systems of oppression um, and uplift marginalized voices, so um, we do documentaries, um, feature length, but also sort of these like micro documentaries that are tracking like different protest movements and sort mm-hmm. of like a, like dispatches from the front line to give people a sense of like what's happening on the streets and with different um, movement, you know, threads of different protest movements. Um, but we also love doing narrative films. So we've done three feature length narrative films and, um, some shorts and we have some like really exciting stuff coming up. Um, I'm developing a horror film right now that I'm really Ooh, excited about.
1: That's so exciting. It's called Anti-Life.
0: Ooh. And it does touch on, um, the issue of abortion, um, from the perspective of um, a young woman who is, uh, impregnated against her will and because she actually works for one of these um anti-abortion you know uh religious groups she
2: has very limited options interesting whoa sounds scary Ooh. it's gonna be that fucked sounds up. scary <laughs> yeah damn awesome where
1: can i audition
2: i don't know that yet <laughs> uh, do you have a website or something softcagefilms.com
0: or... cool. um Nothing about this film yet. It's still, um, I'm still, I've written the mm-hmm. script. We're developing it into a uh, like a concept trailer we're going to shoot later this summer. So yeah, cool. we're working on music right now. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. We definitely
1: we'll be
2: on the lookout for that. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's great. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Color Me lastly.
2: And me at Beep Beep tea. Also check out the Deadlights pod. That's us. And also Playground Social, which is the studio that we are currently recording this mm-hmm. from. This table. This table right here. (laughs) But until next time, let's get spooky. spooky. Night walk, dead by dawn, or whatever this movie's called. (laughs) Five working
1: titles.